Hello, True Matters listeners. This is Mikhail, and I have with me today my friend Katie Allender. Katie and I actually got to meet doing the Mount Everest Base Camp Trek, which is a heck of a way to meet and get to know someone. Um, so I'm so excited to welcome her to the show, and I will just let you jump in, Katie, and tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Um, a little bit about me. So I am I live in Portland, Oregon. I'm from Oregon. I'm from a small town and I came to Portland for nursing school. I have been a nurse for 19 years in pediatrics, primarily in oncology. And it has been a really cool career for me and really powerful and something that I love and think I was put here to do was to take care of other people. Um, And within that caring too, I think it's evolved into being certified to teach yoga and meditation. And I'm working on becoming a breathwork facilitator. And I recently became a nurse coach. And that has just kind of evolved a lot into my life and where (laughs) things are going. And um, as you mentioned, we went to base camp together, which means I'm a huge traveler. I love to travel. And I love to adventure and try new Mm -hmm. things. And just, I love how that creates growth in myself and just to keep going with life and, you know, see what's out there and be humbled along the way to, you know, create more growth in me. And, um, you know, I've danced a lot of my life also, which has created also a great way for me to be creative in life and travel and meet new people. And that's also a really big part of who I am and has also supported me greatly in my life. Oh, amazing. I always love finding those connections where time can pass. And then when you reconnect, you're re-inspired. Both of you have been maybe working on your own vessels and and all the different things. And then just how connected it can feel then to come back together and see how much creativity and work has been done in the world. And then that just becomes this tree that branches out and is just, I think, our purpose. I think that creativity mm-hmm. and finding ways to connect with people and express ourselves is the reason why we're here. So it's always fun to get to chat with you and catch up on everything you've been up to. Um, and I'd love to just dive in more about the holistic nurse coaching. So let us know kind of what that is, how you got into it, and then what that looks like for you today. Yeah. So how I got into it was just kind of being patient. The last five years of my nursing career you know, I've just had this question of, is this what I want to keep doing for another 20 years? You know, I Mm -hmm. like what I'm doing, but is it serving me enough? Am I growing enough? Am I learning enough? And just being patient with the process, that's at the point when I got certified to teach yoga and meditation, Mm -hmm. but also knowing like that's not quite enough for Mm me. And in chatting with a friend about it, she was doing this course called nurse coaching and Mm -hmm. we kept talking about it. And finally it was like, okay, what is this coaching thing? Mm -hmm. Tell me more about it. How is it for nurses, this, that, and the other? And like I said, just being patient of like what's coming for me and to be open, I think really served me well. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of took a leap, not totally knowing what nurse coaching was. I just kind of jumped into a seventh month program and it was really incredible and just felt really right for this gift that I needed to create for myself. Mm -hmm. I love that it's a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. 
Um, sometimes in nursing, we don't always get to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we do obviously a lot of medicine, but there's mm-hmm. so many other things that aren't talked about or mm-hmm. focused on that that was really important for me as I tried to live a holistic life myself. Mm-hmm. It felt really good to have a different way to bring that into people. So I signed up for this program. It's an accredited program. I will soon sit for my boards, which is really wow. cool. Yeah. And this program is just for nurses. So this, we train nurses to ask the hard questions and how to mm-hmm. hold vulnerability and how to be trauma informed and help people live the life they want to live, mm-hmm. whether it is, you know, living into their vision or they want to shift something in their life. They need more confidence. They aren't clear on what they want. And so we get to help and support them and create this whole new level of wellness for them. Mm-hmm. And it's really empowerful. Yeah. Really empowering experience. Yes. And it's just incredible to hold space for people that people need they don't yeah. know that they need space until they get into a coaching container and mm-hmm. it's like oh i just needed someone to see me and hear me and realize 100%. what i needed because we dive deep you know we don't just yeah. talk on surface level that's probably where it begins right as you mm-hmm. get to know someone and then mm-hmm. you just dive deep and all of these ahas come and their life wow. shifts and it's really transformational. Wow. It's so incredible. I mean, the amount of times I've heard people in so many various medical settings talk about a nurse that impacted them so positively. And I think often it's the nurse can be the bridge between the provider of whatever maybe the specialty is or the surgeon or the doctor and that patient. So then why not have that nurse be the bridge between anything in life that person might be facing and then the client that you're working with. Um, And I just think it's so incredible to add that medical background because we do hear so frequently all these different types of coaches. And while I think there's room for everyone at the table, there's definitely a little bit of a theme of people jumping in maybe because they've experienced something they want to connect with others on, but don't quite have the foundation to know how to guide that person and not just expose all of these things and then leave it. And I think that's something I've heard from a lot of people that try to navigate or explore different types of coaching is it really does open you up and that's great, but then it doesn't really give the vessel for those things to be integrated and kind of moved forward into their life in a productive way. And so I'd love for you to kind of talk through what that process looks like and maybe start to finish if somebody were to start working with you, kind of just what that looks like um, on your end and their end. Yeah. So it's funny because as you even say that too, I think of the most powerful moments that I've had as a bedside nurse were the Mm -hmm. times where I got to support a family by listening. Mm -hmm. You know, the medicine is important. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's important how I give it. But what's really making the impact is when I get to sit and listen and hold space for people. And that's now how I get to transition and support people in a different way is nursing. You know, we're always listening, paying attention, juggling all of the Mm -hmm. things and emotions from all the, you know, whether it's the patient, the medical team, myself. Yeah. Are you comfortable sharing that story? Yeah. I'd love to hear. Yes. The one that really comes out for me, gosh, it was probably like 15 years ago. And one of my patients, he was probably 18 months at the time. And Mm -hmm they were just told that their son had a pretty scary new cancer diagnosis Mm -hmm. and the doctor comes out and was like i just told the family and i needed to go in right away Mm -hmm. for some care that i needed to do and you know what do you say Mm -hmm. how do i hold myself how do i present how are they going to be on the other side of that door i don't know they were just told devastating news 
and the room is so vivid to me. I remember what room they were in. I can see mm-hmm. the like gray day coming through the window and she was just rocking her baby. And it was so beautiful because I literally just got to sit on the bed and just listen. Mm-hmm. And it felt so right for me and what I was doing to provide care mm-hmm. at that moment. Like the medicine didn't matter. Mm-hmm. All of that just stops. Mm-hmm. Their world stopped. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a unique place mm-hmm. of vulnerability for them and myself to support them. Mm-hmm. And it just that shift in our relationship was different mm-hmm. because they could trust me. Mm-hmm. And they could come to me, they could share whatever they needed because she cried so much as she mm-hmm. held her baby. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's sleeping, he doesn't know, he's right. little on what's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, all these years later, and that's still so powerful. Yeah, me. wow. And just the gift of giving somebody the ability to be seen and to not flinch or shy away or distract in that moment, which the easiest thing to do would be to come in and say, I've got to get these vitals and let me push these meds. And then, okay, like I'll leave you to your grief. But I think that the best gift to be given in that moment and to give is like, let me just sit with you in this. And it's, it's hard. And I think that's where there is such a special place for people that have that ability because so often it's almost like where can we put this grief in a box and close the lid because it's uncomfortable and mm-hmm. i i remember many times crying with families in in similar situations of new diagnoses and different things and almost feeling wrong because it's like i'm supposed to be this strong clinician in in these different ways but really being emotional and sharing space with people is allowing them to open that box then and feel everything they're feeling and to know we're all human and we're all experiencing this together. And so that's so incredible and probably ended up changing the course of your career and where you are now in that one moment that you didn't shy away when it would have been easier to do so. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, that's remarkable. And I'm sure they remember it in the exact same way and also in their own way you know the the room looked different to them in their grief and the world stopped in a different way for them but somebody being willing to t- pause and take a breath with you in that and let your world stop even for a few minutes you then have to leave and your world has to keep spinning to see other patients but i just think letting someone be seen is what it's about so yeah it's so yeah, powerful amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah and holding that space is now you know, in the coaching container, something I get to do kind of in the same way, you know, the way nurse coaching works and how I coach, I don't arrive with a list of, okay, so you want to make changes? Here's what you're going to do. That is not it at all. It Mm -hmm. is me helping my clients get to where they need to be based Mm -hmm. on asking those questions and then realizing, oh, this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to be. And sometimes it's holding the silence Mm -hmm. for them to get quiet and to Mm -hmm. really listen, even if they're like, I don't know, but deep down you do. So Mm -hmm. it's holding that space, allowing them to be vulnerable, creating this safety container Mm -hmm. to really get them to where they want to be. You know, Mm -hmm. we all have these this muck that we're in Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're moving along and sometimes you don't realize you are in the muck until you stop Mm -hmm. and you pause and you start taking away those piles of dirt and all of the mud and all of that stuff. And underneath is this beautiful purpose and vision and purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you need. And it's Mm -hmm. getting down to that clear bit of that Mm -hmm. clarity to then move forward, you know, 
you get to breathe easier. Your vision is bigger. You live happier and fuller Mm -hmm. and bigger for yourself. And then that trickles out into your family space and out into the world. And, you know, it's just this huge ripple effect and simply being able to be a nurse Mm -hmm. and know that people trust nurses pretty quickly is something I certainly do not take for granted as people come Mm -hmm. into this space, but then allow them to be vulnerable to kind of get curious with themselves and ask themselves the hard questions that either they don't ask or somebody else doesn't ask Mm -hmm. or they don't want it to be asked and we do. And then it's like, oh gosh, I really want to go there. I've been burying that question under so much mud and here it is, you know, but then it was a seed that was planted and now we create this beautiful flower from this thing that I thought I was so scared to look at. Um, I love what you said about creating sometimes it's not even about asking the questions, it's creating space for silence. Um, I just finished a four week meditation and writing series and I found myself on Wednesdays so looking forward to being able to lay on my mat and have this space that was created for independent thought and ideas and the amount of poems and narratives I would write in this very short time just by allowing space for that was remarkable. And then on the last day I was like, wait a second, I can create this space anywhere. I don't have to wait until Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. for this person to give me permission. And so now I'm realizing so many ways in which maybe I am distracting. And we often, you know, I'll have a podcast on when I'm getting ready in the morning and then I hop on my computer and I'm working and filling my head with all these things. And if you really get honest with yourself, how often do you create space for silence and for your mind to tell you what you need to maybe either get rid of or add? And so that's been something personally that's been so powerful for me. And I'd love to hear a little more about what that looks like to create space, maybe what feelings come up for people when you first do, and even how maybe listeners can start creating some of that space for silence in their own lives. Yes. So I love that you said the word permission because we are always bogging ourselves down and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it's a term, you know, use numbing of like, mm-hmm. you're always busy. So where are you numbing down to not talk about and this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. with you going to another space, you are giving permission, but mm-hmm. you're not giving permission in your own space. Mm-hmm. So it's also cool in a container to give the people permission to listen and to have accountability and mm-hmm. to have permission to dream big and to mm-hmm. get them there. So it's so cool to have somebody on the other side be like, yes, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can talk about this. And I have another fresh, just a client last night. There were so many aha moments. And I swear in like the first 20 minutes, it was like mic drop after mic drop of oh. all of this beautiful work that she has done. It was our sixth session. Mm-hmm. And the session started with, you know, we always start with mindfulness. We do a quick little celebration and then we dive on in. And the session started with fear and boundaries and just this like rough kind of attitude mm-hmm. about the situation. And it ended with her being vulnerable in a way that she's never been vulnerable before. Mm-hmm. And her response to that was because of the space that. I have been able to create with her, which is the two of us together. It's not Mm -hmm. just me. It's Mm -hmm. her also showing up Mm -hmm. to feel that she can be safe and vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. the transformation and the aha she had, I mean, she actually was silent on the other side because she couldn't believe what was coming to her, Mm -hmm. how things were shifting. And I just watched her. I mean, my eyes were wide open too, because it was amazing. And Mm -hmm. I had the chills and it's giving her the permission 
coming back to that word mm -hmm. of it is okay to be vulnerable. It is okay to open up and do the messy action. That's where all of that beauty mm -hmm. comes from too. And getting some of that clarity and permissioning vulnerability mm -hmm. is putting her to where she wants to be. And she can feel it, you know, mm -hmm. from these six sessions in, we are getting to where her end goal is, is we're starting to kind of wrap up. And um, it's just, I mean, I kept saying to her last night, like, I cannot believe what we're, I just felt like we were just ready to wrap up every single time she had this mm -hmm. aha moment because it was just like, what do you say from there? Because it was just like, just listen to that. Mm -hmm. Listen yeah, to what's happening open those and how you're gates, feeling. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. so cool. Really? Yeah. Very, very cool. And so empowering. And then I'm sure on your end of things too, only further kind of gives you validation is a tricky word, I guess, but it just helps you know how aligned you are because you are sharing space with somebody that's able to, at the end of the day, do all that for herself. Like you said, you may be creating a space because you guys have a scheduled time and you're both sitting there, but that person has to be willing to take that step forward and show up. And then eventually, I think the most beautiful thing is handing that off in a way of saying, you've actually done all of this yourself. You've done the work. I maybe gave you some tools in a toolbox, but you're the one that built this beautiful end result. And then that is so such an empowering way to then step into the world. And anytime those little self-doubts or patterns try to repeat themselves, which they always do, you can almost give yourself permission to go back to that space that was created and keep doing that messy work on your own, which again, like, isn't that the goal? You know, we don't need to be codependent or have this thing that I can't feel feelings unless I'm alongside this other person. It's this beautiful handoff almost of like, you can do this now and there's nothing that can stand in your way other than yourself, which, you know, Absolutely. is just remarkable. So it is remarkable. Yeah. And we talked about that last night in our session too, of how she came wanting a toolbox mm -hmm. and having all of these tools. She's mm -hmm. done, you know, therapy in the past and she just felt like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with therapy. I, yeah. I support it. I have done yes. therapy myself. And she just mm -hmm. wanted a different type of tangible yeah. toolbox. Yeah. And that's what we have been able to work on together. Mm -hmm. And it feels as if, you know, when we're done with this, she can maintain herself. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no concern about what will happen after. She's mm -hmm. always talking about how she comes back to her tools and she can hear what we've said in sessions. Mm -hmm. And that also is in her toolbox too. Yeah, and, and like rewiring cortical pathways in that where for mm -hmm. so long, maybe our go-to is anger or resentment or um, a sharp tongue around these different situations. But if we practice a new pattern, it eventually becomes the go-to. And I think that can be so incredible as well that then instinctually you do something different and you get a different outcome. And then you maybe have an aha moment afterward of, oh my gosh, like it worked. I just did it yes. so differently. And that's so incredible. Um, what would you say are some differences between maybe traditional talk therapy and then nurse coaching that you would provide if somebody wants a different outlet? Yeah, I'll speak for myself actually. Okay. So I did some talk therapy for a while and it was exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. I needed to have a space where I could talk and just mm -hmm. be heard. And it was mm -hmm. incredible. Mm -hmm. And I have been in a lot of coaching containers with certification. Mm -hmm. I have been coached a lot mm -hmm. in these last many months. Mm -hmm. And for myself, I was going deeper with my nurse coaches mm -hmm. and the questions that were asked. Mm -hmm. Yes. Recognizing talk therapy is different and maybe mm -hmm. not asking all of those deep questions, but I was 
so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and really seeking what my nurse coach was going to say, knowing what I'm bringing up. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to go there. But Mm -hmm. I felt so comfortable and so held Mm -hmm. to go there. You know, you laugh, you cry. I've had Mm -hmm. many tears in my coaching sessions Mm -hmm. of talking about things I've never shared about before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you come into these sessions not thinking you're going to talk about it. And then before you know it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is where I needed to go. Mm -hmm. And because these questions were asked or the space was held for me, it just naturally goes and it feels so good. Mm -hmm. And it just... I mean, I don't even have the words for it. It just feels so warm and inviting Mm -hmm. and hard at the Mm -hmm. same time because then you leave a session and your mind is still like, okay, how does this need to settle? What do I need Mm -hmm. to work on? What Mm -hmm. am I working on this next week before I see my nurse coach again? Yeah. And what we've talked about. And um, it's just really empowering. And, you know, I may in three months have an aha moment from a session I had three months ago, which is Mm -hmm. also really cool that things keep happening and the energy keeps moving and mm-hmm. I'm more open to whatever because mm-hmm. we have talked about a variety of things in our sessions. Yeah. And I think there's probably the population of nurse coaches have this experience that's very unparalleled because often you've spent a lot of time in a clinical practice and probably across the board, some people are in oncology, pediatrics, maybe an outpatient clinic, maybe cosmetic, more, you know, whatever that regard would be. And so I think it's interesting because you then meld all these different experiences, but with direct interaction with people that you see as a human. You don't see the diagnosis. You don't see this person comes in because they want lip injections. So they are lip injections or this person is chemotherapy. That's just not the way that it is. As a nurse, you are often able to really connect with the patient or person so much deeper. So then you add all that experience and then give these tools on top of that. And I think that right there is what sets it apart um, in many ways because that experience can't be taught. You have to actually do it. And then once you get to that point where you were called to go a little deeper, you were able to add to that while already standing on such a strong foundation, which I think is just so cool to learn more about, especially because I haven't heard or learned a lot about it yet. So it's really cool to get to chat with you about it and learn more. Yeah. And I think you just summed up how a lot of nurses feel. Mm -hmm. And I think nurse coaching will become something people hear a lot Mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the goal is to get it in a hospital setting, in clinic Mm -hmm. settings to no longer put band-aids on Mm -hmm. people, but get to the root of why this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe we can get people off medications. Maybe Mm -hmm. they don't need whatever to help support them. mm -hmm. Yeah. They now can have this cheerleader and supporter and person that Mm -hmm. helps them at the small of their back to say Mm -hmm. it's okay and go Mm -hmm. do this and give them their life back and take all of those band-aids off because under that there are all these wounds Mm -hmm. and oftentimes people don't know they're there Mm -hmm. or they do Mm -hmm. and they maybe just want to keep putting band-aids on Mm -hmm. Uh, nurse coaches we get the privilege of diving in and just to heal because Mm -hmm. that's what we want to do that's what we're here for and our purpose is to Mm -hmm. heal and serve people and getting to do it in this way is just really really magical yeah and it sounds so balanced to me because you do have a traditional medical background and understanding so it's really cool to hear you then speak about possibly 
getting off of medications or asking a deeper question because you're not coming from a standpoint of everything is all good or all bad. It's right in the middle. There's time and a place for traditional medical intervention, and there's a time and a place to maybe ask deeper questions to to move away from traditional intervention and instead allow our bodies to heal themselves, which they're so amazing at doing if we let them. And so I think that it even offers more trust because you aren't coming from a really harsh standpoint on either side. It's like, again, there's room for everyone here, but how can we maybe go a little deeper and not just keep, to use your words, putting these band-aids on it, but maybe ask a couple questions that allow us to go deeper, which is amazing. So it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And a lot of people in life, it seems have never been vulnerable or they've never had the deep questions. So for a lot of people, it's really challenging to step into that. Mm -hmm. And so it also feels good. I just keep talking about holding space and holding space, mm -hmm. but that's really where it comes down to is asking the questions that no one has maybe thought of before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, vulnerability, a lot of people don't even know where to begin and how to mm -hmm. do that. And that's where the work comes is to find yeah. those deep things and to move forward in their wellness and whatever that wellness may be, you know, for some yeah. people, it may be, they just want to feel more energized. And for some, mm -hmm. it may be, they want to have a different diet or get off this mm -hmm. medicine, you know, it's a big range or mm -hmm. repair relationship or yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, holistically, we can talk about all of that stuff. You can talk about your sexual health and food and money mm -hmm. and your job and it all comes together. Mm -hmm. You know, you might thrive in one area, but the other areas are not thriving and that's mm -hmm. where the struggle comes in. So why not live yeah. holistically? Yeah. So being somebody that it comes fairly naturally to hold space for yourself and others, are there things that you could give listeners, you know, maybe either tools or things that you practice in a being able to hold space for ourselves and create that space, but then b maybe some examples of being a little slower in our responses or holding space for other people that would be kind of tangible for someone to practice starting now yeah i think there is so much power in pausing mm -hmm. and we're always saying i'm so busy i don't have time mm -hmm. this that and the other and those are negatives right right from mm -hmm. the get-go of i don't mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. Yes, it can be challenging to find that time. I'm not dismissing that lives are busy and there's kids and jobs and mm -hmm. so many things that can get in the way, but we are not taking care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And why are we not? Mm -hmm. We should 100% be taking care of ourselves first because then you mm -hmm. can't give to others. So even if it's setting a timer for one minute in a day, mm -hmm. one minute, that's all it starts. And then Maybe you sit on a chair, the ground, lay in bed, sit on the edge of your bed first thing in the morning and just literally sit there. And maybe you just feel your breath mm -hmm. and you just feel that pause. And then eventually you'll be like, oh my gosh, that feels so good. And then mm -hmm. it's two minutes More and, of then that. It's three, and then yeah. it's five. <laughs> yes. yes. And not everyone likes to write, mm -hmm. but there can be power in that too. And maybe it's just writing one word. You know, in that one minute, maybe the word comes up of rest mm -hmm. and then listen to that, right? Like mm -hmm. your body is telling you something. So maybe you find time in your day to rest, whether it's sitting in your car quietly for five minutes, mm -hmm. you come home from work, you go to your room for five minutes and that's your rest. Mm -hmm. Rest is what we need. Mm -hmm. And it is not lazy. Mm -hmm. It is energizing and impactful. Mm -hmm. And so just writing those things down. And I actually have a couple 
thoughts about writing things down that, you know, maybe you take your minute and then you come to these questions after. I would also invite maybe taking some breaths where you breathe in for three seconds and then you breathe out for five seconds mm -hmm. or breathe in for four. As long as your exhale is longer than your inhale, mm -hmm. that just really helps calm inside, mm -hmm. helps to be present, feel your breath in such a different way. We go through the day not even recognizing we're breathing. Mm -hmm. We know we are, obviously, mm -hmm. but we don't feel it. We don't recognize it. And it's so yeah. powerful. So mm -hmm. in order for people to create clarity, one of important question I think is why do you want it? And what anchor do you need for yourself to be rooted mm -hmm. and grounded? Why is this in alignment for yourself and what's that long-term vision? Mm -hmm. And maybe we start there. And then maybe your next day after you've had your pause, you come into what do you want? What will it feel like? What's it going to sound like? What's the experience? Mm -hmm. And just really dive in and be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, no one has to see these things. No one is going to know your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then maybe your third day is how can you be committed to what you want, that big vision and not be attached to it and be patient with yourself and give permission to get there. And bringing in, do you have the belief to get there? Mm -hmm. And what is that belief for yourself? Whether it's nothing or it's a big yes, where is that belief and how can you shift to get to where you want to be and just really let that bubble up from what's coming up inside. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. maybe there are questions you think about and in a week it's like, oh, I was patient with myself mm -hmm. and now I know. I know mm -hmm. what I want. I know the vision that I want. And then, you know, how do you step into it? What's that momentum to get you where you want to be? And mm -hmm. How are you going to get there? Yeah. Like how often are the things that we say misaligned with how we maybe actually think? So I really, really want this thing. But then when it, the time comes around, our words surrounding it, are, I know it's not going to happen. It's very self-preservative and self-protective, but, and it's fine if it doesn't and, and I'll be okay. And we actually end up creating this energetic space around what we want that is just telling it that we're not going to get it. So of course we're not going to mm -hmm. get it. And I think it can feel really, really scary to actually state what we either want or need. And it's so much easier to say why we'll be okay if we don't get those things. Mm -hmm. And I find myself completely subconsciously in those thought patterns and it feels really foreign to go, oh my gosh, I can't wait till I get blank. I can't wait until this thing aligns. I'm so excited for, mm -hmm. for the moment that I step into my power in this way. And again, that's re rewriting that pattern. Um, but I just think that unintentionally we end up creating outcomes that repeat these patterns that we don't want any longer. And so asking yeah. those questions is so remarkable to get really honest with ourselves and hold ourselves accountable. And maybe the ways that we are creating roadblocks that actually can be removed with a thought that's, you know, absolutely. As easy as it yes. Is. So, yeah, yeah. We always hear the negative thoughts and that's mm -hmm. what sticks in us. So why not transition to something else? And also, all of the things that we want are the things that you want, or are you doing them because mm -hmm. your family tells you this right. is what you should be doing? Society yeah. tells you you should be doing this. Why are you not living for yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's almost maybe I seek stability. And then I love that in that question, why? And then what would that look like? Because as you said, stability might be my parents want me to have this specific job and play this specific part. But when I get honest with myself, stability is being able to trust myself. And then trusting myself looks like going on that month-long trip or even just saying no to this family engagement because something else is calling me in one evening. It might not have to be something that shakes up your whole life. 
But then how often are we silencing that intuition and that voice inside of us and saying yes to the things that other people are asking? And I always remind myself everything I say yes to, I'm saying no to something that's on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. So how often am I I saying no to myself and yes to everyone else when really their lives aren't probably going to change too much? Or if they are upset, it's only because they benefited from me saying yes to them and no to myself, which isn't a very productive relationship anyway. And I think vulnerability and and making these changes can feel so overwhelming, but sometimes it is melted down to one single question and then just allowing that to start slowly changing the course of what we do. It's not flip your entire life upside down or, you know, make this entire gigantic change that would be impossible to do in a single day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. And I also really, really love how you said, even if it's for one minute, pay attention to our breath. And if we, again, get honest with ourselves, how many days end with us in bed? And if we say, did I think about my breath once today? No. And there's a huge difference between conscious breath and subconscious breath. Yes, the subconscious breathing keeps us alive. But I think that the conscious breath allows us to create our life and make these changes and be very present within it, which is the huge difference. And it's hard when it is something that just happens naturally to tune into, but that small change can make such a huge difference. Yeah. And we do it a lot, right? Sometimes people think maybe like our breath isn't very powerful, but think of the times that you're nervous and you take a deep breath Mm -hmm. or you're upset and your Mm -hmm. breath changes or Mm -hmm. you're excited or whatever. Mm then we notice it when we have all of these maybe triggers or excitement or mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah, there's so much power in just listening to your breath and mm-hmm. really, really feeling it and letting it go beyond your throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we always yeah. breathe so high in our body and it's, you know, like fill up to mm-hmm. the bottom of your lungs mm-hmm. and fill them out like this big balloon and, Oh, mm-hmm. it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And just, so and good. it changes so much about our inner environment. And then because of that, our outer environment changes as well. Something I might want to react to in the moment, but I take a couple deep breaths and I'm like, wait, am I the same person I was four seconds ago? Cause I feel a yeah. lot different now. <laughs> and that alone is so empowering because it takes that power back. Somebody that maybe Absolutely. we feel like we want to be reactive to, or that's causing us to quote, feel a type of way. We're allowed in that moment to take a breath and say, I'm going to choose how I feel, which again, allows us to connect deeper with ourselves than we are the outside world. And I think then that allows us to connect deeper with those around us, but it's, we, we have to create space for that for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. First. Yeah. And I yeah. love that you said, I get to choose and mm-hmm. you, we do, you get to choose on how you react, how you breathe, mm-hmm. how you move, mm-hmm. how you're dreaming, how you're living. I mean, the list goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and why so many times are we choosing to not mm-hmm. do anything for ourselves and to just live amongst that muck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What would you say for people that are maybe have have learned how to maybe create space for themselves, but for them, the struggle may be creating space for others or allowing space for others? Um, what are mm-hmm. some things that people could practice in those moments of feeling kind of heated or triggered or activated in a sense? Yeah, gosh, that's a really good question. I think um coming back to just the word pause again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it can be so hard. It's hard for myself too, but to use your Mm -hmm. voice Mm -hmm. and to maybe say, I can't talk about this right now, or Mm -hmm. I need to step away and come back, or I hear what you're saying. I need a minute and Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. And maybe it's tomorrow. I would love to talk with Mm -hmm. this 
talk about this with you, but mm -hmm. let's revisit tomorrow because mm -hmm. you also need to protect yourself too in what is coming to you, whether it's a person, words, mm -hmm. you know, we know how words can impact us and mm -hmm. maybe they're words you don't want to hear and words you don't want to say because mm -hmm. then it's going to be a whole other thing to pick up. So really feeling where you are in that moment. Sometimes I like to remind myself of like, feel where your feet are that mm -hmm. brings you to this present moment. Mm -hmm. Even if it's really hard and you're feeling your insides just boiling, come back to your feet. Where are my feet? And you can feel grounded. Mm -hmm. Maybe you take a big breath and you pause. Say what needs to be said. Holding that boundary with yourself to show the strength within yourself too and to feel that. That feels so good to be like, can we please do this later or whatever mm -hmm. needs to shift? Mm -hmm. And then when you re-arrive, everyone has had time to calm down, whatever. Mm -hmm re-arrive in such a different space and chances are it's going to be such a different experience mm -hmm. and on the other side of, from that the healing if there's any healing that needs to happen will also be very different mm -hmm. if any because you were able to protect yourself with the boundaries that you set absolutely I, there's such a sense of urgency that's been created especially in our world today and i think that it is so limiting to us because it only creates these very surface reactions and that's what they are reactions they're not responses they're very knee-jerk this is exactly how i feel at the moment and sometimes we're celebrated for that because it's like oh i can always count on this person they'll respond quickly they'll answer the phone they'll whatever it may be and that pause is so healing because it actually allows a response and true repair and true connection and then we're not just living our life in reaction where actually even if that reaction was faster it takes a lot longer to undo than maybe taking five minutes or or revisiting the next day but i think there's this performative aspect that's been placed on us especially in this urgent culture with technology and all these fast responses where somebody will think less of me if I don't have the answer right now. But really being able to be human and saying, I need a minute, let me think on that. I'm gonna chew on that for a second. I'll talk to you about it tomorrow. Gives somebody else the permission to pause and go, huh, that felt good. Instead of having us just at war with one another, they trusted themselves enough to know I feel activated right now. And, and there's times for me, it comes out of nowhere where the situation itself isn't really that activating, but I'll notice my heart will start beating. I can feel it in my throat or yeah. I'll get kind of flushed. And in my mind, I can say, I'm not sure where this is coming from. I'm curious about it. I need to go visit this alone and process it and then return to this person. And if they have an issue with me saying, I'll get back to you in 30 minutes or an hour or whatever, they can sit with that. And then when I come to them and I'm clear headed and we can speak emotionally regulated, everyone will be a lot happier. So I really just, yeah. I love that. It's as simple as a pause, but we also have to undo the patterns beneath that pause that tell us we're not worthy of taking time for ourselves. We're not worthy of processing. We're not worthy of putting a hold on this and it needs to be dealt with right this second. So there's yeah. a lot of undoing, but it is just as simple as a pause. It's simple and hard also, you know, recognizing yeah. it is really hard to have that too. And mm -hmm you know, taking that pause is also not always meeting everyone else where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Why not meet yourself where you are mm -hmm. 
and whatever situation is coming up, it may have nothing to do with that person or mm -hmm. anything of what is going on, but something triggered you inside mm -hmm. to really feel what you were talking about. You know, you're hot in your body and you can feel your heart racing. It may have nothing to do with that situation, but there's mm -hmm. something similar that's getting you going mm -hmm. and you need to take the pause and you can step into that for yourself mm -hmm. and not meet everyone else's needs because your needs are also not being met and you have full permission to meet your own needs. Mm -hmm. And how often after the fact, whether it's a positive uh, a thought that we have, we go, gosh, I wish I would have said that, or I wish I would have responded in this way and how empowering it is to say, I can start practicing maybe unnecessary pause. Maybe even if I think I'm very clear headed in this moment and this is exactly what I want to say, take five minutes before any response is sent and start to think about how that feels in your body. Or as you said, where are my feet right now? Can I feel grounded? Can I practice some of these simple tools of looking around the room and saying five things I can see and hear and mm -hmm. smell and just get in our body for a second and then ask, do I still want to send this response? And initially it may feel almost like overkill, like because so many things have been on autopilot and now we're tuning into them. But then it's amazing to think that we would never have to have those thoughts or very rarely have those thoughts of, I wish I responded in this way because we gave ourselves yeah. space to respond in the way we wanted to. And mm -hmm. that alone is so empowering and allows us to meet ourselves where we are first and then create that new pattern where now we can be very granular at what it feels like in our body to be reacting. And I have, I've worked so hard to kind of get my nervous system dialed, tuned in a little bit better. So very quickly I can feel like, Oh, my heart's elevating. I'm feeling kind of flushed. I'm feeling like I'm maybe hovering above my body. What do I need to do to get back mm -hmm. in my body and then respond in a way that I'm proud of after the fact? Yeah. And that's also really cool that you said that about being proud of yourself after mm -hmm. is it's so much work and it's a lot to recognize and it's a hard to speak up to. It's so many things to get there. But then on the other side, you may not even need to go back and approach that mm -hmm. situation because you're like, actually, now it doesn't feel like anything because mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal or nothing needs mm -hmm. to really be said. Mm -hmm. But dang, I feel so good in what I did with mm -hmm. myself, with the pausing and the recognizing mm -hmm. and being where I need to be and to maybe just let it go and it's okay and it's mm -hmm. nothing you need to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a close friend that's really been working on kind of finding and utilizing her voice over the last couple of years, honestly. And for a very long time, the narrative that she told herself was, I'm not good with my words. My voice doesn't matter. If I'm just smaller, then I take up less space and then less people have issues. And so the, the, the first change that had to occur was just changing how she talked about her voice. And the biggest thing now has been what I have to say matters what my opinion on something is matters. My feelings matter. My voice deserves to be heard. And it's been so cool to hear in her situation, it takes longer. She may have a voicemail from somebody she needs to call back and or she sees their calling and she chooses not to answer right then. And she goes and does her breathing and says her mantras and does a meditation. And some people on the outside may look at that as like, oh my gosh, isn't that so much work? But it's a lot more work to live a life where your voice is not heard and you don't feel worthy of that. And then it's been so cool to be on the receiving end of her pride when she says, I said, I'm going to have this conversation gently and from a place of love. And I'm also going to make sure that my needs are heard. And that's the outcome. And she'll say it went great. And it surprised me because when I took that stance that my voice mattered, the other person received me with, oh, your voice matters and what you're saying matters. And so I think it's just 
the most important thing is is hearing how we talk about ourselves and and some of the things that we say like i'm always late i am all i i never this i'm really bad with my words just changing the pattern in our mind about that and saying even if we don't feel confident in saying my voice matters saying i'm working on listening to my own voice and getting to a place where i feel like it matters that's okay that messy in between is wonderful but we can't keep limiting ourselves with these very harsh narratives that we you know are in our dna or, or feel hardwired sometimes yeah and it's putting an identity on yourself of mm -hmm. i'm always late i'm always this i mm -hmm. am anxious you know just even changing that verbiage to i feel anxious mm -hmm. I don't have to identify as an anxious mm -hmm. person. I feel anxious right now. And mm -hmm. maybe in a day, I'm saying I am an anxious person, but I only felt anxious for five minutes since the day. That's mm -hmm. not my identity. Mm -hmm. So yes, you can feel anxious, but identifying as I am mm -hmm. 100%, you will live in that. I don't mm -hmm. have a voice. You will live in that because mm -hmm. that's what you believe. And that's mm -hmm. the identity you're placing on yourself. So mm -hmm. yes, it's so important. And so cool of your friend to have that awareness yeah. and to shift that from mm -hmm. an identity to tapping into all of those tools she can do for herself and yeah. approach in a positive manner. Absolutely. I, I've been on a big kind of thoughts, behave, thoughts, feelings, actions, kind of Joe Dispenza, how powerful yeah. even placebo can be. And kind of to your point there, it is so crazy to listen to these studies. And I understand, I mean, I just had shoulder surgery. I recognize like there are times where medical intervention is so necessary, but so many studies where a placebo was given and actually reading the depth of these studies and not just thinking, oh, placebo is just a pill. That's, it's a sugar pill for some and other people get it. And sometimes the brain is powerful. No, every single time the brain is so powerful. And I mean, even to the point of there was a knee surgery that was performed and one group got an arthroscopic kind of debridement. One got the, the thing where they shoot water in there and clear it out. And the other ones, they made a little cut and then just sewed it up. So they still felt like they got a surgery. Mm -hmm. That group had the best outcomes and wow. the longest lasting and nothing was even done. And so when I read about those types of things, regardless of you know, really, really getting into the arguments of whether medical intervention was was or wasn't necessary. There's no part of me that's trying to dispute medical intervention. Absolutely. The thing yeah. I want to focus on is how freaking powerful our minds are and how yeah. we can start practicing that today, just changing the narrative. And it might feel foreign at first when it's something we've told ourselves every day, but it is scientifically proven. And it's it's not woo woo or like witchcraft or something it's truly scientifically proven that our minds are so 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 powerful and people that were given maybe an a placebo or an inactive drug for whatever it was that they were experiencing and then the minute they heard that that's what they received they relapsed right away and had some crazy you know change in their in their actual physical health. And so yeah. just tuning into what we tell ourselves every day really does have an impact on our physical body as well, which is just so fascinating to me. Yeah, it is fascinating to me too. Yeah, yeah. our minds are wild, wild beings. Truly, yeah. And it's like, if we're gonna have the thoughts and thoughts aren't reality, why not try to lean towards the positive thoughts? Because they both aren't really serving, they aren't based, <clears throat> excuse me, in anything that's even it's just a thought. And so being able to just yeah. start practicing changing those thoughts is pretty low risk. <laughs> you know, even if yeah, it feels kind absolutely. of delusional, I'm like, why not go into this one? If every, if, if things always feel really painful to you, why not go into this thing saying, 
I'm going to be so good after this. And I, yeah. and you probably still will feel some pain, but just having that positive energy surrounding it really will impact your experience, you know? So Absolutely. I love it. Um, okay. Could you give us a little bit more information on kind of the typical clientele that you work with or what some of the maybe, um, limiting beliefs or experiences are that some of your clients face? Yes. So most of my clients have been, well, actually all of them have been women. I am coaching anyone. One thing that gets a little confusing as a nurse coach is, mm -hmm. you know, we say we're nurse coaches and everyone thinks, oh, so you only coach nurses. 100% yeah, not. That would be confusing. Yes. Yes. I am a nurse trainer. You're, I'm a nurse coach. who coaches people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I coach all humans and you know, they've been, my clients have been in their late thirties, early forties, you know, it's about the age that I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that feels comforting to people and, you know, the people that I'm around and yes, I coach people through finding their clarity. And that is their limiting beliefs. That mm -hmm. is their burnout. That is their stress, the lack of energy, the self-care that's missing, the hard times at work. I mean, the list kind of goes mm -hmm. on and on mm -hmm. and, you know, we work through that you know like i shared mm -hmm. we do mindfulness to begin our sessions we celebrate we work through the clarity and then you know we hold that vision you always mm -hmm. talk about like the bridge they're stepping on and mm -hmm. their future self at the end mm -hmm. and what's the gap in between that's where i come in and to bridge mm -hmm. that gap and to walk awesome. alongside them mm -hmm. and to get into that messy action and have my clients get to the point of their own of well this is what i want to do to mm -hmm. get here great. How can I support you? What accountability do you need? Does that fit into your values? Does mm -hmm. that feel obtainable and mm -hmm. sustainable? And that is then how we move forward in that action. And, you know, celebrating along the way too helps people keep doing their action. Mm -hmm. If you're always thinking of negatives and all of that, you're not going to go anywhere. And mm -hmm. even looking back of, gosh, I did that in one week. I want to celebrate that. Or mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I did, did this. It went great. Let's celebrate that. And knowing that can move forward in our action too. Mm -hmm. And celebrating where my clients are going each time. And at the end, they would not even have expected to get mm -hmm. to where they need to be and realizing, yeah. you know, they may come with, I want more energy, but in our sessions and our three months together, we have healed so many things mm -hmm. and it's so much more than energy. Right. Yeah. You know, what's pulling that energy down and gosh, mm -hmm. you didn't realize you were burnout at work. It sounds mm -hmm. like you were totally burnout at work. Mm -hmm. How can we change that or your mindset? And, mm -hmm. Um, you know, bringing breath work into a coaching container too has also been really cool and really powerful coming back to speaking of our breath. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people arrive feeling sad or heavy and it's like, okay, let's breathe. And we do these really cool sessions and out of it, because they've been able to breathe into their subconscious, they have mm -hmm. all of these aha moments, mm -hmm. again, kind of listening to their body. Our body tells us all of these things when we mm -hmm. sit and we're quiet and we breathe and, using that as a tool too is also really cool and people can do it on their own right they don't need me yeah. to do that they can do that on their own yeah and so then you know at the end we get to kind of wrap up and you know the goal is to not have to visit again because yeah. we've had such powerful sessions that mm -hmm. they are like i got this i can go from here and you know i'll cheerlead along the way support them as they need but mm -hmm. that's like, amazing let's go. 
Speaking of kind of doing things on their own, what's a way that listeners could start implementing celebrating themselves into a daily practice or, um, you know, to whatever time frame they feel comfortable? How could we bring celebration into our lives? Yes. One thing that is a practice that I do often is doing a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And that also brings in celebrations. I think, you know, for me, I always start with, I have a roof over my head. I have food in my belly, this, that, and the other. And that's mm-hmm. celebrating in a, another way too, mm-hmm. right? Like celebrating mm-hmm. my job and celebrating hard work and this, that, mm-hmm. and the other. And I think it's so powerful, especially before you go to bed, you go to bed mm-hmm. on a high note mm-hmm. and, you know, you can write down one thing and it could even be like, I am so grateful I could put my shoes on my feet today. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be these huge things, Mm -hmm. but it just makes you more present Mm -hmm. and aware in your day to day. Mm -hmm. What's around you? How am I feeling? Who am I serving? Am I serving myself? And it's so beautiful to then flip that also, or maybe you're so grateful for a friend that day of man, Mm -hmm. that friend sent me the text or called me and that's exactly what I needed, Mm -hmm. not knowing I needed that. Mm -hmm. And that also then leads into celebrations too, where maybe you give that back of a friend texts you. So then you text somebody else and you're like, gosh, I kind of want to celebrate a connection I made. Mm -hmm. We all are seeking connection and need that or celebrating that you did make your food that day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that feels Mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. Celebrations aren't always with like the glitter dresses and the champagne flowing and this and the Mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. There are opportunities in the day-to-day, even Mm -hmm. if it's one thing Mm -hmm. to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think we often like to punish or um, kind of hold ourselves in maybe a mistake or a response that we aren't proud of. And so even for me, something I've shifted in my mind is just the celebration of awareness. And so there are times that even if maybe I really am not proud of how I responded or the way that I spoke to somebody even just saying, man, I could navigate the world with blinders on and not even have a single clue how my words or behaviors or actions affected someone else. And although I'm not proud, I have awareness that I can do different the next Mm -hmm. time. And I have awareness that I can make a change um, in the future, right now, tomorrow, as soon as I want to, I can make that change. And so I think there's such a big shift in I'm angry at myself that I didn't do that, or I'm proud of myself that I have the awareness that I wouldn't do it again. And again, same exact situation. Nothing is changing about what it is that we're facing. But so often, again, there's like a, there's a polarity to it. We can look at the positive or we can look at the negative. And every single situation we face has the opportunity to have both sides of that coin. And I think that it's just again, a practice. Um, and then, and then those very basic needs that are met that allow us to find gratitude in that in-between, in that messy work, in the days where it just didn't seem to go our way and we're still finding ourselves in a bed at night. I mean, there are things that really are important to acknowledge and it allows ourselves to become present in that space and then maybe raise our energy vibration a little bit around that day that otherwise may have felt like a failure or a wash or negative. So yeah. And taking away that bit of perfectionism that I think Mm -hmm. many of us have, even if we don't Mm -hmm. realize it and turning it into an evolution, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm always evolving. I'm always growing. Mm -hmm. I'm always changing. Yes. This didn't go how I wanted to be today. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect when things come at you. But just like you said, that awareness, you will then approach something similar the next Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. so differently. Mm -hmm. And you will just have more awareness to that. Mm -hmm. And you're always evolving and growing and 
it's a beautiful process too. Yeah. And to let that go, we hold on to all of mm -hmm. that stuff, the perfectionism, we hold on to that stuff so tightly. Oh yeah. And for what purpose? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's I I always um have loved the quote, we will often choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar heaven. And with that, I mm -hmm. think that if we have so much space within us filled up for anger and resentment and maybe certain situations, we just expect they're gonna be the same way over and over and we're grumbly. Um, or even people that say like, I'm not a morning person. Don't talk to me until this and I, whatever. I think that it's really, really hard to find space for joy and gratitude when you've created so much space for these opposing emotions. And yeah. sometimes it's scary to let those opposing emotions go because we've made them our identity. I'm always late. I'm not a morning person. I'm really grouchy. If I haven't had coffee yet, I don't do well. If my sports team loses, don't talk to me. These things that we've, and it's like, holy cow. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, we can create space for such better um, emotions to exist. But if we are filled to the brim with this heavy negative energy, it's really, really, really hard for even like a tiny light to shine through that. And so I think part of it is, as you said, letting go, giving ourselves permission to let go and be okay with that change that comes that might feel uncomfortable walking into the room with the person that usually has negative outcomes and saying, you know what, today, I'm just going to let it roll off my shoulders and I'm just yeah. going to let it be. And it just creates such a different story when we're willing to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And they may feed into that energy in a positive way mm -hmm. of what you are putting mm -hmm. off. You know, mm -hmm. you may not even know that you are, but they might yeah. tap into that. It's like, oh, yep. it's okay. Like I kind of feel good today. Yeah. And the domino yeah. effect. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I really love that. Um, what are some things personally that you've learned about yourself throughout this process of becoming a nurse, nurse coach, maybe with some of the breath work, but just any personal discoveries or things that surprised you maybe a little bit as you've stepped deeper into this work? Yeah, I would say I have learned more so how much I really love to hold space for people. I know mm -hmm. it just seems like kind of simple, but I really love that. And I mm -hmm. love being able to just be that cheerleader for people mm -hmm. and to just hold them so differently, mm -hmm. you know, just in yoga and meditation that has done a lot of healing for me with a particular relationship in my life. Like it has really helped me evolve and slow mm -hmm. down and dive into that. And, mm -hmm. you know, that holds me and it's nice yeah. to then put out to what I have learned in that to help support other people. Mm -hmm. And I have learned that, you know, slowing down mm -hmm. does help me. Mm -hmm. Writing, I've never thought of myself as a writer particularly, mm -hmm. but when I'm writing for myself, it does not matter. Mm -hmm. Who cares? You Just know, get it out. Writing. Yeah. Get it out. And mm -hmm. that has been so, so therapeutic for me as I've gone along this journey mm -hmm. of I need to write it out because I don't need to hold these thoughts, these words, mm -hmm. all of that. So I get it out of my body. And sometimes yeah. then that paper goes right in the garbage because I'm like, that's energy I don't mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. These are words I don't want to hold mm -hmm. on to anymore. So to the garbage they go. Yeah. And yeah, just the pausing and the breathing and the mm -hmm. listening to myself and allowing me to evolve mm -hmm. also. And, you know, I'm shifting in my career a bit mm -hmm. and that is also scary. Mm -hmm. I never thought that I would do that mm -hmm. and be open to that. Mm -hmm. And there's a bit of an identity shift and learning that that is something that's hard. It makes me emotional sometimes mm -hmm. too of, you know, what does that look like? Big change, and yeah. Big change, you know, mm -hmm. and I love the kids that I serve and it's, you know, it's been 20 years of my life, mm -hmm. but knowing I now get to serve them 
differently and better because mm -hmm. of the coaching that I have mm -hmm. and how I get to slow down and listen differently to at the bedside is really mm -hmm. cool. And um, just knowing I'm on the right path, I think is something else that I've learned. You know, it's like, you can heal people in all different ways. Mm -hmm. You can hold space for them in all different ways and hold their hand along the way, whether it's in a hospital or not. Mm -hmm. I feel more so that I'm just right where I need to be. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you find that it has been or is still difficult for you to ask people to hold space for you? Being being somebody that does this as such a, a, a big part of your work and a big part of, you know, your purpose, is that something that has been hard or is hard? I think I have been good about asking for space. Mm -hmm. You know, there's these last four months have been really wild and busy mm -hmm. for me as I create this own tr my transition. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've done extra education and starting a business, all of these things that mm -hmm. I you're running a half know, marathon this weekend. <laughs> I know, just, you know, <laughs> casually going to go right. do that. And a really dear friend of mine, we went through the program together. And we have evolved in our friendship in such a beautiful way because of this. Mm -hmm. Also, we have also been friends for 19 years mm -hmm. and, but we hold space mm -hmm. for one another very differently now. Mm -hmm. And I will call her and be like, okay, I just need space for this. Or can you coach me around mm -hmm. this? And mm -hmm. before I would maybe just like work through it on my own, which mm -hmm. felt okay. But mm -hmm. dang, when somebody else can question mm -hmm. what I'm thinking or what I'm doing in a positive mm -hmm. way or you know, okay, well, why are we doing that? Or mm -hmm. let's dive into that. Mm -hmm. It feels really good knowing I'm going to get support and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be this huge long thing, right? It's like, can we just take 10 minutes? I just need mm -hmm. some support with this mm -hmm. and like, okay, let's do it. And yeah, it's like, okay, we carry on and I feel lighter. And yeah. And I'd say with that also the beauty in saying no, there might be a time of, I, I don't have the space to hold this for you right now. And I'd love to talk mm -hmm. to you tomorrow or I'd love to, um, you know, whatever it may be. But that can feel really scary when you have created such a purpose in holding space for people. It feels kind of counterintuitive to say, I can't hold space for you right now. But I love that in friendship and relationship where someone trusts me enough to say, hey, man, I don't have the ability to hold space right now. Or, um, you know, I'm in the middle of something. Can I call you later? And mm -hmm. that maybe in a previous existence or life, that would feel like a rejection. And instead, it's a celebration. This person trusts me enough to ask what their own needs are because we really can't fill from an empty cup. So I think there's a total aspect of healing and a second layer to being able to hold space for people in being able to say when you can't hold space for someone. Yes. So Yeah, yes. Yeah. And coming back to the permission word that keeps coming up is that's what all this all of this is about too it's mm -hmm. asking permission mm -hmm. can i coach around this for you right mm -hmm. now can i hold space for you can you coach me on this mm -hmm. you know it's not just being like okay well let's talk about this and you just dive in and it's like whoa 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 mm -hmm. i was so not ready for that or i don't want that mm -hmm. i just want to talk about it so it's always that seeking permission and that changes everything I feel like, because mm -hmm. then when you give that, yes, I do actually want to talk about that. It's a whole different conversation because mm -hmm. I'm not up with my barrier or wanting to be defensive of, mm -hmm. you know, not in that right headspace. Yeah. That permission piece is such Dude. a game changer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Huge. 
Oh my goodness, Katie, this has been such a good conversation. Um, I will link all of the journal prompts that you left and some of those tools that you gave listeners in the show notes. So if you're listening, please navigate to that aspect if you would like to practice those. Um, But as we wrap, I always like for the person I'm interviewing to kind of leave either a quote or a mantra or just a little last tidbit of advice or wisdom. So I would love for you to do that. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate this conversation. It has just been so naturally flowing and insightful. And I'm really excited for people to get a little insight on nurse coaching. Thank you. Yes. It's been really, really fun for me too. And I can't wait for others to experience nurse coaching. Yeah, same. Really cool. Yeah. Thank you. So at the beginning of the year on New Year's Day, I always pull an Oracle card and Mm -hmm. two tarot cards and all of that just for a little guidance. And the card that I pulled at the beginning of the year that I still look at all the time, especially Mm -hmm. right now is move forward. And it says experience the grace of who you truly are. And I just think this kind of ties into what we even talked about too, of Mm -hmm. in a time of transition or hard times or even good times. Sometimes it can be so hard to pick up our foot Mm -hmm. and step forward, whether it's Mm -hmm. an inch, a big step. Sometimes it's just so dang hard. Mm -hmm. And just seeing this card and these words, Mm -hmm. it literally makes me stand a little bit taller, Mm -hmm. take a deep breath, be like, yes, keep moving forward because Mm -hmm. what you want Mm -hmm. is on the other side. And if you just stand with strength in yourself, even if it's the hardest thing you do that day, keep moving forward. Amazing. Keep moving forward, True Matters listeners. We are here for you. We support you. And we are so thankful for you to be here listening and sharing in this incredible existence and life with us. So tune in on the next episode. And thank you again so much, Katie. I'll make sure that I link as well where you can find Katie below. So please feel free to reach out, send a hello and connect with her if you feel inspired to do so. Thanks again, Katie. Thank you.